catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. What's your worst day? Some will say Monday because yes, I get, I get. <laughs> it sounds like M O U R N Monday. But trust me, the worst day is a day that doesn't exist. The one you crave for so much, but it just doesn't seem to come around. So instead of crying about Mondays and too much days on Tuesdays, seize every day. Like, take charge of it so that you don't have to pray for days that do not exist. This is Tony Sexide. Welcome. We'll learn a tech word, dig deep into the rubbles of history to find precious jewels of knowledge to launch us into the future, and then share the most important and juiciest tech stories impacting Africa to keep you informed. You can share your stories with the rest of us on WhatsApp, text or send a voice note on 0913-558-1766. Please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. So here on Tony's Tech Side, every time what I do is first I stream live on www.africatechradio Mondays to Fridays. Yes. Oh, I forgot the time. 9 a.m. West African time. That's the time. GMT plus one. And then my episodes are made available across streaming platforms from YouTube to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, everywhere you listen to all your podcasts yep exactly mm-hmm. so join me every day when i stream live on www.africatechradio.com yes and then listen to the podcast and share the podcast Set, drop a comment please in case there's any story anything that i say that really catches your fancy or makes sense to you on this day 21st of august 1993 nasa lost contact with the mass observer spacecraft three days before it was to enter into orbit around Mars. The reason for the loss of the contact was never definitely determined, but the most probable cause was a rupture of a full tank. So at about 0100 UTC, three days prior to the scheduled mass orbital incession, that's three days before it was, you know, like to really get into the orbits around mass, which was supposed to do to observe mass. Yeah, there was an inexplicable loss of contact with the mass ob- mass observer and mass here is M-E-R-S. That's the planet Mars. And new commands were sent every 20 minutes in the hopes that the spacecraft had drifted off course and could regain contact. However, the attempt was unsuccessful. It is not known whether the spacecraft was able to follow its automatic programming and go into Mars orbit. Or if it flew by or past Mars and is now a heliocentric orbit. In a heliocentric orbit, yeah? We don't know yet, but... On the 4th of January 1994, an independent investigation board from the Naval Research Laboratory announced their findings. And according to their findings, the most probable cause in the loss of communication was a rupture in the full pressurization tank in the spacecraft's propulsion system. Yep, so it's believed that the hypergolic flow may have leaked past valves in the system during the cruise to Mars, allowing the fall and the oxidizer to combine prematurely before reaching the combustion chamber. And this leaking fall and gas probably resulted in a high spin rate, causing the spacecraft to enter into the contingency mode, yeah? And this interrupted the stored command sequence and did not turn the transmitter on. So that's uh, actually what we think happened there. A word for today is algorithm. Algorithm. So, just like we talked about (laughs) 
sending commands to that spacecraft, the Mars Observer, and it didn't respond. Yeah, this is somehow tied to algorithm because an algorithm is a set of actions or steps needed to solve a problem. So when you send some action, you send something, it responds, it gives you responses. Yeah. And in coding, this concept applies to the order of steps that a computer must follow to achieve a specific outcome. But this concept can easily be applied to everyday tasks, you know, cooking, telling a story, even solving math problems. That's the first time I actually got, actually saw the word A-R-G-O-R-I-T-H-M algorithm. That's the first time. A set of instructions, any set of instructions that performs specific tasks. It could be as simple as adding two numbers or as complex as resizing an image using an image editing program. So that's what you do every time you click, click, click. Anytime you touch, touch, touch on your smartphone or click on your laptop or desktop computer. That's exactly what you're doing. There are multiple ways to perform specific operations within a software program. So developers usually try to create the most efficient algorithm, the most efficient set of ways or actions or steps to get things done. This helps them create programs that run as fast as possible and use minimal system resources and time and effort. So since developers cannot create a perfect algorithm the first time, they always optimize their programs. Now, this you know goes back to the fact that oh, there's an update. Oh, get the update because you know they must likely have found a much more you know faster way to get things done to make the system run. And the system could be anything from your app or an app to an app that enables the whole smartphone or the whole laptop or desktop to run it could be any of it could be just one app and it could be the whole system app yeah and it has to do with improving existing algorithms in the software and making it more efficient once it's optimized these software programs are released as updated versions and that's why almost every time you're hearing oh there's always an update there's always an update although some people are using that update now to <laughs> make money and it's not the update i mean like updates on the street like hey updates don't reach update don't update don't drop <laughs> okay whatever you're thinking that's our word for today algorithm and digging deep into the rebels of history Today, 21st of August, 1993, NASA lost contact with the Mass Observer spacecraft. After this, we've actually had the Mass Rover and, you know, whatnot. We've had some really, really nice observation of Mass and, well, that's not what we're discussing today. When I return, we will, in a bit, you know, talk about the stories, share stories, rocking the continent of Africa, especially as they have to do with tech on the continent. Yeah, so we start with... All better still in Somalia. Yes, where the government on Sunday, the 20th of August, announced a ban on social media platforms. Yes, stories rocking the continent, especially as it relates to tech. Yes, so social media platforms, TikTok and Telegram, and an online betting platform, which was a bit quite weird, but then the explanation kind of like explains it. They said they were being used by terrorists in quotes, to spread propaganda. This move comes ahead of a much-anticipated second phase of a military offense against the Al-Shabaab in the southern part of Somalia and southern Somalia. The Islamist group Al-Shabaab has been waging a bloody insurgency against the central government in Mogadishu for more than 15 years. The statement by the Ministry of Communications and Technology ordered internet service providers, ISPs, 
to implement the ban by August 24th or face unspecified legal like the actions legal actions were not exactly specified according to them you know these terrorists have shed the blood of you know Somali people and these tech companies you know should be blocked because they've been used as a channel to spread you know information that's not real true and something that actually hurts the people so tiktok telegram and one x bet betting applications and this has been what they've been using to spread immorality and graphic clips photos and also mislead the society and well the army has been waging an offensive against the al-qaeda affiliated al-shabaab in central somalia since august 2022 joining forces with local clan militia in an operation backed by the African Union, the AU trips, and US air strikes. Mm-hmm. And moving on swiftly to Zimbabwe, where Zimbabweans will be electing a new president. Yes, 6 million registered Zimbabwean voters on Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023, will go to the polls to choose the country's president. Ah, yes. While the focus is mostly on the high-stakes presidential contest across the southern African country's 10 provinces, the electorate will also cast votes for local government representatives and parliament representatives. Incumbent President Emerson Nangagwa is seeking a second and final five-term in office. That would make him a 10-year president in office as head of state in line with the country's constitution. And his main rival is Nelson Chomisa, the 45-year-old opposition leader who says he has the following to cause an upset. How will 6 million Zimbabwean registered voters vote? Are they maybe finally done with the shadow of the big man of Zimbabwe? And also the party that has held Zimbabwe down, I mean politically, like held the position, held politics down in Zimbabwe so you don't get it twisted. Will they finally... uh, you know move or choose outside that or would they i don't know make a better choice well whatever it is some people say that democracy that's the choice of the people note my definition my definition of democracy the choice of the people is what is most important i actually agree i concur to that i think the voice and the choice of the people if not manipulated is actually what we should always strive to achieve and of course, yes, the Chatbot Africa Conference, August 30th, 2023. Register South Africa. That's where it's going to be. Senton Hilton Hotel. Okay, so back to stories that are actually rocking the continent. I remember when he, the one of the very popular tech heads on the continent of Africa actually, you know, tweeted something about the FX situation in Nigeria, the foreign exchange fx situation in nigeria and there were like a lot of people who commented and most of the people on, on twitter who commented were like they had like a whole blue tick thing and you know oh my god this conversation is really and just a few days after that the cbn actually released you know a statement and the statements have actually been coming like almost back to back nigeria's central bank the most recent one statement to release is the one that is now ending a two-year ban on foreign exchange sales to borrow the change bdc's yeah and these operators in this newest move to find a way to stabilize nigeria's volatile foreign exchange market which you know has been you know just like been drama about it all along especially during the 
now ousted or former Central Bank of Nigeria Governor Godwin Emefiele, who kind of like banned sales of FX to BDCs two years ago. This is 2023. That happened in like 2021. According to the Central Bank of Nigeria now, that's on its website actually. Friday evening, we saw that CBN said that the spread on buying and selling of FX by BDCs will fall within a range that is minus 2.5% to plus 2.5% of the foreign exchange window's average rate from the previous day. Now, the Naira actually jumped this week, you know, exchanging for 855 Naira to $1 instead of 900 on the parallel markets as of Friday morning and trading around 744 on the INE window. In line with the new operational guidelines, the CBN will also require the BDCs, Bureau de Change Operators, to submit periodic financial reports on the Financial Institution Forex Rendition System, FIFX. The CBN's thinking is that BDCs can help increase the supply of foreign exchange in the market and ease pressure on the rates. So the rates, you know, they're thinking that this will drive the rates down. Not totally, but, you know, it would go a long way. Now, BDCs have traditionally benefited from arbitrage and Nigeria's multiple exchange windows. Arbitrage being, so if it's officially selling for 500, yeah, you can, you know, people sell for as high as 900, 1000. But now this is by force, right? Some people have said that, you know, supplying foreign exchange through BDCs could potentially contribute to inflation if it's not properly managed. And seeing that Nigeria ha- almost always has an issue with implementation, this might go south if we do not take it. The CBN doesn't really, really take a look at this and sit on this thing. So whether you're buying uh, CBN, if you're in Nigeria, whether you're buying CBN money or not, and this is about for the BDCs, you know, it has said that you have to do between minus 2.5% and plus 2.5%, yeah, of the uh, uh, average rate from the previous day. So, uh, well, will this, so generally for me, what I think would be, yes, this, these, these things are steps, just like the online bank on Instagram would say, these things are palliatives, right? They do not solve the problem or they do not attack the problem head, head on, right? And if we're going to attack the, the problem head on, there, there are things that need to be done to attack the problem head on. So in as much as these things are being done, I think these things should be seen as temporary measures while we're trying to fix the major or the permanent problem. And then we can now say, oh, yes, you know, we're moving in the right direction. The Apex Bank in Nigeria, the central bank, is hoping that the new policy will stabilize Nigeria's FX markets. And Nigerians cannot wait. Trust me. I just spoke to someone who is, you know, traveling abroad for studies. That's for school. Well, Nigeria's education system is a story for another day. Um, Of course, it's higher education or, you know, master's program or PhD, one program, whatsoever it is. The person, I'm not even talking about the needing the foreign currency, you know, the foreign notes right now so that they can at least make the first set of transactions when they get there, right? But I'm talking of the increase or the in the inconsistency in how much they have to pay, right? Because they're exchanging the currency. Why exactly do we need to even exchange? <laughs> okay, that's me trying to rant. But yeah, when you're exchanging, so they plan for maybe 800k. 100k and then when it's time for them to actually pay because of the inconsistency in the rates 
you know there may be pain uh, 120 150 170 or whatnot and it could be very inconsistent that you could pay 170 and two days after someone is paying you know 169 or 168 and you know two days uh, two days after the you know second person pays you're paying 200k so it needs to be done yeah and also speaking but this time from south africa not really south africa more like a general eye bird's eye view it's kaspersky yeah kaspersky the the cyber security firm saying that it supported interpol with threat intelligence data in its africa cyber search to operation which enabled investigators to identify compromised infrastructure and apprehend catch threat actors catch cyber criminals suspected of cyber crimes across the african region the operation resulted in the arrest of 14 persons and the identification of network infrastructure that are linked to financial losses of more than 40 million dollars now this is an operation that's the africa cyber surge operation It's a continuous multi-stakeholder effort aimed at fighting cybercrime and protecting communities in the region the first part of the africa cyber surge operation in which kaspersky has also taken part was carried out from july to november 2022 resulted in a series of operational and investigative activities against the threat actors behind the cybercrimes in the african region this whole um africa cyber africa cyber surge to operation was launched in april 2023 and lasted for four months and it covered 25 African countries. It was undertaken by Interpol Cybercrime Directorate under the auspices of the Interpol Africa Cybercrime Operations Desk and Interpol's support program for the African Union in relation to AFRIPOL. It was also supported by the UK Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office, the German Federal Foreign Office and the Council of Europe. Now, this is really good, I would say because it's good on several ends right and i hope that we get to the point where it's like a it's a it's an all-round thing this is really good international police coming together um alongside the africa police and you know all the development office uk foreign commonwealth and everybody coming together to ensure that we're not just fighting crime right but we're now fighting cyber crime and that's really really important so we're not just thinking low level we're thinking high level um and it's really really good i must commend all those who are involved or who were involved because this is a continuous process those who were involved in this phase um of the africa cyber surge yeah yeah the cyber surge operation two and then moving to uber uber i remember somewhere <laughs> oh uber actually the right healing company who announced a few weeks ago that it was launching the safety feature of voice recording. Well, the feature is now available in Ghana, audio recording, yeah? It's now available in Ghana, in Nigeria, and South Africa. So you could just check to know if you can actually use this feature right now. It allows you, if you're a rider, and you, if you're a driver, so both rider and driver, to record audio during trips something that drivers have been asking for based on their feedback from roundtable discussions most times drivers it feels like you're driving and someone is maybe recording you doing a video of you yeah and it's a rider and you're not really sure like the person tells their own story right so this time 
both rider and driver can tell their stories and it will be heard by both like we everyone can hear from both persons um it's a new opt-in audio recording feature that's been successfully launched in countries um around and now being launched here on the continent and it's an ongoing effort by uber to raise the bar on safety this feature has also been launched i think it was you know a, a friend of mine amanda who said oh they've launched this and i was like oh yeah bolts did also <laughs> i did not mean to kill her spirit but I was like, oh, yes, they did. I know they did. They did it a while ago, but I think Bolt also did the same thing. So, yes, they've done the same thing. As an addition to the suite of safety tools on the app, this feature enables the rider or the driver to opt in to record the audio of a trip at the start or at any time during the trip by pressing the shield icon on the app. Shield, like that shield is for like protect safety. Yeah, click on it, select record audio. While both driver and rider can record the audio of individual trips, drivers have the option to leave the feature on while they're actively seeking rides. But then for riders, the moment you're done with the ride, it stops. Like the recording stops. That's it. So if you end the ride, it ends. So don't go end the ride when you're sitting in the ride and you're still find, trying to find a way to come out. Leave it. Don't end the ride. Let them know that you're not the one that ended the ride. It's uh, this other person, the driver who ended the ride. This is just me, you know, looking out for riders. Now, riders and drivers will be aware that this feature is available to others, but only the rider will be notified when matched with the driver who has set up audio recording. The driver will not know when the feature is being used so that, you know, you don't get like a backlash just in case, you know, you're in a safety situation and the file is encrypted and stored on both the rider and the driver's devices. But no one can listen to the audio, not even Uber. The audio can only be listened to if either the rider or driver decides to submit a safety report. Then they would um, encrypt or decrypt it and then they would now use it to follow up on the report yes the safety report that has been filed this is really good but i think for both of them that's um uber and for bolt you would if you don't you have like a limited time to actually submit the time like submit that report and then use the audio as some like a backing to say oh this is one of the things i'm submitting to say you know this is what happened during the time when it actually happened so well i preach love right i preach love at every point in time and this is one way to show love from the ride healing company to the the users right both the rider and the driver and i preach love by both the driver and rider but if someone somehow you know puts you in a safety situation it's really really important that you show love to yourself by using the safety precaution that has been introduced well i'm very sure right now that apple is singing (sighs) the gen z anthem cast by ira star because they're set to issue 500 million dollar payout a 500 million dollar payout to all the iphone users to settle you know a lawsuit that accused apple of deliberately slowing down customers batteries so it's it has a tag it's even called the battery gate scandal one of the largest consumer frauds in history and this actually forced iphone users to buy new iphone models listen to this so Apple kind of like agreed, you know, to pay out $500 million in 2020, which would be around $65 to each, according to Mercury News, you know. Although they also denied any wrongdoing whatsoever. They continue to deny, in fact. But then 
why has the payment been stalled two of the iphone users objected to the settlement terms uh, but then the court has just you know the court in the united states of america has thrown you know that suit out and now the payout has to happen um Apple somehow have been forcing users to buy phones sooner than necessary. And anytime they send updates and you accept the updates, the updates, the new updates kind of like slows down, you know, exactly. And then you don't have to say, oh, my, I, I actually need the new model or a new iPhone. Yeah, you know, they launch like phones, like iPhones, like every and it's like the bars of the town and then when you get the new one it's kind of like way faster than you know the old it's not like the it's way faster than the old one but the old one kind of because of the updates have kind of been slowed down a bit one guy on twitter (laughs) responded to this saying he never never for once actually accepted any of those updates and he never really had to like buy the new phone so the phones included uh, the iphone 6 the 6 plus the 6s the 6s plus and um devices running on operating system ios 10.2.1 or later before december 21st 2017 and the iphone 7 and 7 plus phones running on ios 11.2 or later before that day well according to them you know they said oh no they didn't do anything wrong the phone actually needed the updates and maybe the softwares were just too heavy for the older batteries that's why the older batteries seem to be like they were a bit slower they're not admitting to any wrongdoing but if they have to cast 500 million dollars well if he cast the cast now not in the year <laughs> that's just it so remember when Hosea actually told the picture of the pope in public i think during an interview or something well that's why we had to play him the dj had to play him baddest boy by whiskey and scales yeah irish musician Hosea said he would consider striking over the threat artificial intelligence ai poses to his industry well 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 Hollywood actors and writers are currently striking over a row about better contracts and protection from the use of AI. I talked about this some time ago with you know, Chima, a graphics design. He's like everywhere. He's into graphics design, web development, gaming, everything. He's like uh, anything that has to do with design and tech. He's like on it. Hosea told BBC News Night that he would be willing to join a similar strike action in the music industry or maybe even start one. And he said that he's not sure if AI meets the definition of art. Huh, man. So in July, Hollywood writers and actors man picket lines for the first time in decades. Among their concerns were a proposal by Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers to keep digital replicas of actors. But musicians are yet to follow suit regarding the threat AI poses to their own industry. And technology could be used to write songs or mimic well-known artists. Well, in April, yes, in April, just here in April, a song that used AI to clone the voice of Drake and The Weeknd was removed from streaming services following criticisms that violated copyright law. Um, well, when he was asked about what he thinks about the threat AI poses to music, he said that joining in solidarity if there was action on that, absolutely. So maybe, 
this is the time to actually do that. Um, remember, I talked about his song "Take Me to Church," you know, where he, you know, the Grammy-nominated singer talked about that, you know, being like a thing, and the fact that if you listen to it, it's actually "Take Me to Church" is actually against the church's stance on, you know, you know, things like sexual freedom and things like that. So I think he's almost always just been there, and it's always just been uh, baddest boy. Depending on what you think, baddest boy is, you know, you could be on this side or be on the other side. However, you think of it you know Hosea is just your guy yeah in the same vein a federal judge ruled recently in the united states of america that at work created by artificial intelligence cannot be copyrighted as at friday as as august 18 friday the verge reported you know based on that ruling by district court judge barrow a horrell um that (laughs) were a certain steven thaler you know, said that he wanted his AI-generated images to be copyrighted. He had multiple times tried to copyright the image and he sued last year after the final rejection, arguing in court that the office decision, that's the decision of the U.S. Copyright Office to reject his claim to have his AI-generated image copyrighted. You know, he sued for that and he said, no, 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 you, you, you can't do that now. Yeah, you can't do that. And the copyright office in the United States kept telling him, we cannot copyright this thing. Like, if you want to copyright this thing, there it has to be like human, like it has to be authored by a human. That's like the bedrock of it, the requirements of copyright, you know. And the judge also ruled in the same favor saying, yes, the U.S. Copyright Office is right. Um, if there is no guiding human hand, and you know you that work cannot be copyrighted human authorship is the bedrock of requirements for copywriting still the ruling also pointed out that society is approaching new frontiers actually in copywriting where artists will use ai um as a tool to create new work and it would lead to challenging questions regarding how much human input is necessary actually to copyright ai created art noting that ai models are often trained using existing um, works now this really naturally comes you know as we've had a number of court cases involving ai for example the one where chat gpt creator open ai were actually sued and they were taken to court because some people said that all oh, the works that we actually sweated to write to you know research and sing and do everything chat gpt because we have on our own uploaded it to the internet and it's free chat gpt takes from those works and then it gives to everybody around the world that asks chat gpt for anything without chat gpt coming to us first to say oh i want to use your work because chat gpt is literally using your work just imagine that you researched on something for like the last 20 years and now it's on the internet and now instead of you know anybody you know coming to you to say oh what's up i want to use this work i want to you know i need rights to use this work ChatGPT learns from it and ChatGPT now gives it out to people as its own answers so people want to say ah oh more this ChatGPT to know something or oh more ChatGPT is literally feeding from the intellect of other people so they sued and we, we still have not heard the last of this including the things about uh, taking from new sources so i now i go to you know the streets of um, Wagadougou, the streets of Cape Town, the streets of Abuja, Lagos, and Nairobi. And I research news as it's happening. It's my intellect, my effort, my time, my money, right? And then, you know, some AI takes the news stories, 
you know just add some few nice words to it and fizz it to everybody and everybody subscribes to it and they tell me that i'm not relevant but then that's you know ai tool that actually does all of the you know nice things it's not what people subscribe to and people pay to how exactly are we going to get this thing i don't know it's just it's okay it's not crazy i'm i'm just getting it on myself so i think we'll find a way we'll find a way to ensure that we humans at the end of the day humans are still getting paid but just ensure that the right people are actually getting paid not only the people who are curating these stories but people who are also on the ground creating the things itself because it's one thing to create something it's another thing to curate something and then build for it so these days it seems like the curators are getting like all of the funding and all of the money and are looking really you know tush in their nice looking clothes but the creators themselves are just in the trenches they have left them in the trenches as much as we're doing all of these things there are conversations around it on the continent are already happening if you want to catch a conversation that happened on copyright and technology right that's ai and how it's impacting everything around copyright rules and laws uh, and who can who has the right to own whatnot please go to africa tech radio and just search for it and you'll find that on our website we've had a couple of contents on it and how its relationship with tech especially with existing laws on the continent would be this whole ai talk and craze and metaverse and new ar vr just makes me remember when the finesse video dropped yes feels and bourgeois it was it took us to a different level it gave a lot of people new thinking maybe there might just be some way to build for the new technologies that's happening and ensure that creators also get their part or their pie of the cake what is the reason elon musk what exactly is the reason hey okay now you're wondering why i shouted that way or reacted that way very dramatic right please play me the reason by omali for elon musk i think he needs to he needs to explain what is the reason is it like do you don't you don't want us to have a peace of mind every day new changes <laughs> new every morning maybe not always in the morning but something like that now the block feature will most likely be removed for users of x formerly known as twitter so every time we say x now we have to say formerly known as because some people don't know what x is <laughs> let's not uh, try to like bring off some certain things like triple x <laughs> okay yes let's stick to it x formerly known as twitter elon announced that the feature in quotes makes no sense he said users will still be able to block people from directly messaging them however many people on social media said it will make it hard for people to remove abusive posts from the timeline i remember all the drama that used to happen when someone says oh you have blocked me oh you are blocked like people literally take screenshots <laughs> i'll be able to say oh you've been blocked by this user something like that um it's the latest in the series of changes that musk elon has made since taking over you know you know 44 billion dollar deal last year 2022 now currently when users block an account it stops the account's post from appearing the in, in the blocker's timeline and also vice versa an account that is blocked can no longer send messages to the blocker nor can it view their posts 
former Twitter founder Jack Dorsey kind of like agreed with you know the current decision that Musk is making and he said 100% mute only. There are concerns however that muting an account will not be sufficient protection from cases of harassment, abuse or stalking. According to Musk, well report it right and let's find a way around it maybe ban the person or something but how many people will we ban you can just block someone and just have your peace right have your peace of mind instead of muting the person the mute function how it works currently it stops notification from the person's posts right so that person that you're that you're muting you will not get notifications but then an account that is muted can still view me if i'm muting you you can still view my own post and reply to my post when i've muted you so that i will not see you like come on i i'm, I'm muting i'm blocking you so that you, i don't want to have anything with you on the app and then you're saying only mute if i only mute you you still reply it's fine it's fine it's fine so this the mute function uh, as i've talked about doesn't really you know serve what the blog does maybe that's the only thing that's going to happen but elon musk has said over time over and over again that he wants a marketplace you know situation where nobody is exactly blocked from another person you know it's just you know it's a free yes but then if you remove a block feature it could also potentially violate the terms and conditions of stores like apple's app store and google play and both stores right now currently have conditions stating that social media apps will allow the facilities that's things like the feature blocking feature so that they can filter harassment or bullying on the app um we don't know how this is going to turn out maybe they may give x you know a different treatment but then these are just a couple of changes that elon has implemented since he took over first being as i said since he took over from from what <laughs> since he took over x or since he took over twitter and now made it x and then he also you know kind of like introduced the charge for the blue tick or the verification on the app which is the blue tick yeah he also introduced the charge for that too which is twitter twitter what twitter blue right and then you now have to pay for it and whatnot i don't know if you feel attacked bullied or they simply want to shorten an account you know with whom they have a strong disagreement with uh, and uh, with the way x is built you know the idea of x is you also always have that also also cause one disagreement and when that happens what exactly do you do yeah reporting accounts is one of the first bits of advice you get you know but while it's still investigating what investigated what are you going to do well let's leave all of elon musk and what's happening and celebrate amazon web services for opening the first in, their first international AWS skills center in Africa, which will be in Cape Town, or which is in Cape Town, South Africa. Now, these are in-person cloud learning spaces that are designed for anyone who is curious about cloud computing and career possibilities in the industry. Anyone in the local community, regardless of background, education level, or social status, can explore how cloud computing technology is powering everything from weather predictions to smart homes. Hey, you schools, especially secondary schools, take your children, take your students to this place on excursion. The new AWS Skills Center in Cape Town has eight immersive exhibits where visitors can explore real-world cloud applications. I think I would visit this place when I get to Cape Town, maybe later in the year. This is the third AWS Skills Center to open. This one in Cape Town. Joining the one in Seattle, in Washington, and the one in Arlington, in Virginia. Yeah, yeah, in Virginia. Both in 
United States of America. And this is the first time it's going out of the United States of America, the local market into the international market. And it's coming to the continent of Africa. No other place, no other place than Cape Town, South Africa. Yes, in Southern Africa. And AWS's free training offerings um, uh, from on-demand self to self-paced courses to cohort-based workforce development programs you know, will all be available. The aim is to provide free digital skills training to 29 million people around the globe by 2025. And this is one of the ways to do that. Well, on a sad note, actually ending today, this episode, tech entrepreneur John Warner, co-founder of Adobe Incorporation, died on Saturday, the 19th of August, 2023. And this is according to the st- a statement released by the company. They did not share with us the cause of Warnock's death. It was undisclosed. But he created the San Jose-based company in 1982 with Charles Geschkro and served as CEO until 2000, the year 2000, and as CTO, the chief technical officer, until his retirement in the year 2001. He was also chairman of the board for nearly three deep decades until 2017, sharing that position with Geschkro for most of that time. And he remained at the company's board of directors until his death. Well, while Geschkro died in 2021 at the age of 81 well our guy warnock has just also left earth they first met at as colleagues at xerox holding core yeah xerox yes xerox xerox yes their first product was postscript which helped spark the desktop publishing revolution and prior to founding adobe warnock was a principal scientist at xerox palo alto research center and held positions at evans and sutherland computer computer sciences core ibm and the university of utah and this is according to the biography that the company actually released. He held a doctorate in electrical engineering, a master's in mathematics, and a bachelor's in mathematics and philosophy, all from the University of Utah. He stayed true, yep, to the uni. And he survived by his wife, mother, and three children. So, a bit of silence for Warnock. Yes, the founder, John Warnock, co-founder of adobe incorporation okay enough of the wailing yep you need something to motivate you today yes you do here it is each time you make a good decision or do something nice or take care of yourself each time you show up to work and work hard and do your best at everything you can do you're planting seeds for a life that you can only hope will grow beyond your wildest dreams. So take care of the little things, even the little things that you hate, and treat them as promises to your own future. Soon, you would see, actually, that fortune favors the bold. I mean, the bold who actually get things done. I didn't want to say the S-H-I-T word. So people who actually get things things done this is tony's tech side i stream live on www.africatechradio from mondays to fridays 9 a.m west african time till midday yes and then we have the recordings available as podcasts anytime you wish to listen to them stories work on the continent of africa all streaming platforms all podcast streaming platforms you can follow us on Instagram at A Tech Radio, A T E C H Radio, yeah, or on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. 
Africa Tech Radio. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.